Many people have the custom of reciting at the end of davening, at the end of shachris, what's called the sheish zechiros, the six remembrances. There are six things that the Torah tells us we have to remember every single day. Number one, Yitzis Mitzrayim, the Exodus, which we remember when we say Kriyashma. But again, these six things are also, are also said customarily by some people. You'll see it in the Siddur at the end of Davening. So the first thing we have to remember every day is Yitzis Mitzrayim, the leaving of Egypt. The second thing, the receiving of the Torah, which is this week's Parsha, Parsha's Yisro. And just parenthetically, the third thing is that we have to remember Amalek, the, how Amalek attacked us. We have to remember what they did to us every day. The fourth thing, the sin of the golden calf. The fifth thing, the sin of Miriam. And the sixth thing that we have to remember Shabbos every day, preparing for Shabbos. But these, that's the idea of the six remembrances. But that means that when we read in this week's Parsha about the giving of the Torah, the revelation at Sinai, which we know is the foundation and basis of our religion. The Rambam is very adamant that our religion comes from Moshe Rabbeinu, that he gave, that brought down the Torah to us at Sinai, not from Avimitzik and Yaakov. Jewish nationhood, the, the being of Jews, that comes from Avimitzik and Yaakov. That's why there are patriarchs. But Moshe is Rabbeinu, he's the one that brought us the Torah. Our religion begins at Sinai. Our connection to Torah is that the Torah that Hashem gave us that's spoken about in this week's parsha. But if it's remembering the revelation at Sinai is something we have to do every single day, we understand from that it's not just to be able to like have in mind the cognitive knowing that the revelation at Sinai took place once upon a time in a galaxy far away, but rather, as Hasidus explains, based on Chazal, the sages teach us that the voice of Sinai continues. The revelation at Sinai is a constant thing. The Torah says in Vaschanan, Kol Godel Yosef, that the voice of God that spoke at Sinai was a Kol Godel Yosef, a huge, tremendous voice. Of course, God doesn't have a physical voice. It's an anthropomorphism. It means a revelation of God's infinity, Yosef, which means that the voice of Sinai never stopped. It continues until now. It's not just that we have to remember every single day something that happened once upon a time, but that the revelation of Sinai is happening now. We have to live with it now. It's a voice that never stopped. The voice of God is still saying, I am the Lord your God. Now, that voice is above time and space. That voice penetrates everything. You know, the Alter Rebbe Tanya in chapter 36 brings from the Zohar a very important idea. Where did the voice at Sinai come from? When we were standing there at the mountain and God said, I am the Lord your God, where did the voice come from? From up above the mountain, like in Mel Brooks' History of the World Part 1, I'm giving you the 15, 10 commandments where you like, Mel Brooks always has the voice of God coming out. Like, where did the voice of God come from? So the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya chapter 36, he brings from the Zohar, that the Zohar says, the voice of God, the revelation of God's infinity was coming from the north, south, east, west, up, above, and below. There was not one place... There wasn't any being that wasn't saying, I'm the Lord your God, because God was revealing His Self, which is really all that exists. And so everything, every blade of grass was saying, I'm the Lord your God. That's the deeper meaning of the Medrash that I'm sure many of you have heard of. The Medrash says that the cow wasn't wasn't mooing and the birds weren't chirping. Tzipor le birds weren't chirping, cows weren't mooing. 
when the Torah was given, when the voice at Sinai was saying, I'm the Lord your God, and the deeper meaning of that, as Tanya explains, is because Enod Movade, that the God only exists, was revealed in everything. So everything was speaking with God as being part of God's infinite being. And that voice continues until now. That voice penetrates everything, which is also, by the way, parenthetically, why Chassidus explains what Chazal teach us, that another translation of Kol Godel V'la Yosef is that the great voice that didn't continue, and the sages say that means, according to that translation of Yosef, that the voice of God didn't continue, means that it had no echo. There was no echo. The voice of God didn't have an echo, because what does an echo come from? When you scream something and the voice, the the waves, the sound waves hit an object and bounce back to you. That's what an echo is. The sound waves of your voice bounce back to you because it hits another object like a cave or whatever. What does it mean that the voice of God at Sinai didn't have an echo? Because there was nothing for it to bounce back from. Everything was saying, I'm the Lord your God. Receiving Torah in the deepest way means to be hearing the voice of God and knowing again that God doesn't have a voice. It means the revelation of God's infinity is happening now. Hashem is now saying, That voice is above time and space and therefore we have to bring it into our time and space. That's how we make the world a dwelling place for God by living with Matan Torah every day. The voice of God, the revelation of God's infinity that never stops. And when we say Kriya you know, the sages say that saying Shema Yisrael is our receiving of God saying, God says, I'm the Lord your God. And we say Shema Yisrael as a response to that. Because Shema Yisrael, Hashem Echad, to know that God is the all. God is all that there is. And to be part of that, to allow ourselves to dissolve into that truth of Einar Movadev, that only God exists. That's the ikr of what our religion is about. And that's what all of mitzvahs are, to bring our body into that revelation as well to physically experience that only God exists.